the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 156, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is a talk episode where Sean and I just say whatever we want. Dude, can you believe we've done this for 156 episodes? Isn't that crazy? It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Like our Spotify said, we have produced more content than 95% of the people in the same like group as us. Same category. Which like, I... seven views. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I love... I like just doing it. I don't really care if people listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I care, but I just like doing it anyways. You listen to Annie Frisell's podcast today? No, I haven't yet. He, um... Episode 452 on the Real AF podcast. Mm-hmm. Talking about dress code... Breaking bad mental habits and stepping into greatness. I haven't finished it yet, so I haven't heard everything on stepping into greatness. But he mentioned something about breaking bad mental habits. Mm -hmm. It might be one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Okay. In order to be great or to break a habit, you have to fake it. Here's his example. When you go to sleep at night, you pretend to be asleep before you fall asleep. So in order for you to do something, you have to pretend to do it. So like today, when I was trying to bench, how would I pretend to do it? Like imagine it in my mind? Yeah. You could. But I think it's more of like, you're, so it's about like breaking bad mental habits. So I suppose so, if you imagine yourself being able to do it, then you're more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like just doing things, like faking doing shit, like um, reading. Say you're a bad reader, just start reading and fake reading. Like just start reading and then maybe you'll get good at it. Start writing. Maybe you'll get good at it. You have to fake doing the thing in order to do the thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Practice makes perfect. No, I don't know if it makes perfect, but you fall asleep. I just thought it was so cool because he's just like, you don't just fall asleep. You pretend and then you fall asleep. What's that? What's that face look like for? Do you see the difference on that screen from there to there? In my voice? Yes. It didn't change. It's the computer. That was me staring at him, and he just looking down at his chocolate. Um, yeah, no, that's... God, he's such a smart dude. I love it, dude. Just, you know, guys, go listen to it, because he makes it sound way better than me. Because mm-hmm. I'm stupid. And that's why we're practicing. Mm-hmm. Why we only have seven listeners. If we pretend long enough. That's true. Dude, how funny would it be, right, if this podcast doesn't blow up until we have, like, 800 episodes, and they're just like... Who are these guys? Who are these people, and why have they done 800 episodes? Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. It'd be really funny. Or we get to 800, and we don't blow up, and we just have 800 episodes. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. I don't think it would... How long would that take? Because we get about 104 a year. If we... Probably about six more years. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. I could see it. I could see us not blowing up until episode like 800. Sure. Dude, one thing I forgot about like actual lifting is how hands. much. Huh? Go ahead. Did you say hands? Did you know I was going to say that? What was I going to say? You were going to say hands, right? Hands? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. What Go about ahead. my hands? Go ahead. What about them? They're all fucked up. I'm tired. Dude, I forgot how much they hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, just my, like, uh, the pads. The pads mm-hmm. just get so sore. And I was doing hook grip today, so my, my thumb doesn't work on my phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you said the thing about lifting, I saw you, like, rub your hands. As I can just feel my hands have been just hot for, like, mm-hmm. two hours. I don't forget about that. Dude, I always do. I haven't lifted long enough. Actually lifted. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Your cousin's still not going to talk to me. It's whatever. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, it's okay. No, I don't care about that. Oh. I'm just upset that your cousin's still not going to talk to me. I don't think he's my cousin. I don't, know how, I don't know what it is. You don't know what? I don't know the relation of Craig to me. I think he's your cousin, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, oh I don't think, whatever. It doesn't make sense, does it? Why wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. How not it like your grandma's sibling children mm-hmm. yeah it's cousins mm. for real yeah so my grandma yes. her, her sibling yes had those children had those children yeah it's mm-hmm. your, like your cousin it's probably like your first cousin first removed or something okay Dude, have you ever looked at a cousin's chart? No, I actually don't understand anything. So would Jeannie be a cousin of mine then? Yes, but she's probably your second cousin first removed. Jesus. Um. Yeah, we were looking at it at work, and I was just like, man, I have called some of my cousins the wrong thing. Okay. Well, that's a, yeah. So it's your grandparents. Okay. Siblings. Okay. First child. Jeannie's the second child, right? The second generation, right? Yes, so your grandparents. Mm -hmm. So Craig is a direct descendant of your grandparents' sister. Craig is a sorry, he's married in. Oh, okay. Christina. Tina Tina. is a direct descendant. Okay, so Tina is your first cousin once removed. Okay. Craig's pretty much the same thing because he married in. Jeannie is your second cousin. Okay. Jeannie's my second cousin? Yes. And. Her what? kids are your second cousin once removed. Okay, hold on. What's Tina? First cousin once removed. First cousin once removed? Yes. So then Craig's just like... He's pretty much the same because he's married in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because otherwise you could say your first cousin once removed in law. Jesus Christ. All right, and then Jeannie's my second cousin. Just yes. plain second cousin. Plain second cousin. <laughs> Oh. Because you're the same generation. Dude, no, that makes a lot of sense. Because Tyler and Tiffany, mm-hmm. Mark, so their parent, their dad, Mark, is brother to Tina. And I am uh, second cousins to Tyler and Tiffany. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hold on. Yes. Hold on. Let's math this together. So okay. my grandpa, mm-hmm. his brother, had a kid. Your grandpa's brother had a kid. Yes. Yep. That is my first. That's my 
cousin first removed. First cousin once removed, yes. First cousin once removed. So yes. then his son yes. would be my second cousin. Yes. That's the other Sean Tudor's second cousin. Okay, there we go. Damn. Mm-hmm. But then it gets really ugly. Like, so Jeannie's kids are your second cousin once removed. And then their kids will be your second cousin twice removed. And then so on and so on. Okay, hold on then. Let me ask this. Yes. I'm on the same generation as my second cousins. Yes. But then first cousins once removed are the generation above me. Yes. Okay. So they'd be like the same as your parents. That's intense. Yep. So let's see here. Yeah. So like Sill and Harrison Moogs are just my first cousin. Okay. But not once removed. No. Because once removed is above. But their children would be once removed. Right. Because that's a whole different line. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck came up with this. Dude, you look at this chart. The chart makes way like a shit ton of sense. But then you try to think of it like not looking at the chart. And you're just like, I can't. I need to look at the chart to f- figure it out. All right. Let me check this chart out. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> Fill in. Fill in dead space. Yeah. Because um, we were... We have a couple relatives that work in my company together. So we were trying to figure out what line of cousins they were. And it's like... You are here. Yeah. <laughs> you are... Self. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, And I think they like found out they were like second cousins twice removed or some shit. Maybe not. Maybe it was second cousins once removed. I don't remember. But yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. My family is very obsessed with like ancestry. Always has been. And I think Sean's is too, actually. How weird. So... My grandparent, mm-hmm. so their sibling would be my great aunt or uncle, mm-hmm. and then their kid is first cousin once removed, then second cousin, which is in line, then second cousin once removed because it's down, mm-hmm. second cousin twice removed because it's down, second cousin thrice removed. Okay. Mm-hmm. First cousin four times removed. Whoa, chill out. So there's no, there's a third cousin, there's a fifth cousin. Yeah. Holy shit. Most people don't know that far because usually a lot of people like. I think they know their grandparents and they like see their grandparents' siblings, but don't really connect with those families. Yeah. So you have to think you have to go up and up and up. So like, wow. Most generations, you only see three generations, or if right. there is a fourth, it's like a baby. Wow. So. That's crazy to think, dude, that, like, out there, this goes on forever. Yeah. Like, there's 10th cousins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure... Mm, you and I probably aren't really related. Because you're more... You're not German a whole lot, are you? You think I know what the fuck's going on You here. never had to do that in school? I got a whole lot of testosterone. Well, we know that. I would be interested in doing, like, the ancestry things, but also, like, them having that kind of data freaks me out, so I don't know. They already got my fingerprint and so much of my blood. That's, oh, yeah, true you. Yeah, <clears throat> don't even matter, dude. I'm also afraid, right, like, they can have all my what shit. if there's, like, some lost sibling of mine out there? 
That'd be awesome. That's what you, isn't that how your mom found out she had yeah. another one? Yeah. And I think someone else I knew, they also found out they had some... How awesome would it be if we find out we're, like, second cousins? We are? Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? There's no way. I know it's not possible, but wouldn't it be cool? Not really. I think it's still legal, though. It is legal. That's why it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a whole bunch of... Um, there's, like, a... Because my dad's talked about a lot of, like, my third cousins and stuff like that. So there's, like, Watkies that live in, like, Milwaukee. Hmm. Um Goki, yeah, we are. We're, I'm related to lots of weird. Places. All right, dude. Fucking let's let's move on. That's some shit, dude. Um, <clears throat> that was a solid like eight minutes of ancestry right there. That's cool. I'm you sure benched one fifteen for a couple reps today. I did. I did indeed. Moving up. Yep. Um, I think that's the highest I've ever benched. For, for real? No. No, like that. That's tied with the highest I've ever benched. Okay. Um, because when we did that meet. Um, I was dumb, and I was like, I can jump up from 115 to 135. Mm. Guess what I couldn't do? That. It also doesn't help that 135 is like a big milestone. Yeah, it's it's a roadblock for sure. It's like doing, like, f- like fucking, for whatever reason, like a 485 squat ain't that hard. But like a five hundred pound squat is hard, mm-hmm. right? Like stupid. Mm-hmm. But that was like a. Not really. It's all like the first push pull meet I did. I did two seventy, like nothing. We should have tried for me to do three hundred shortly after that. Uh huh. Um, and then the next meet, two seventy five was like super hard. I was able to get it. No, I think I did two eighty five. Two eighty five mm-hmm. was my highest. And then shortly after that meet, I was like, I should just try for three hundred and. I'm, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. But, like, if I would have done it after my first meet, I think I would have been able to get 300 easily. Hmm. With enough practice. Yeah. You get there again really easy. Yeah, yeah, I think I could. I mean, today I was doing 185 with no belt. I did three sets of five. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You watch fucking Don just smacking out reps at, like, 425, like, nothing. Yeah gravy like sets of threes like he like five sets of three mm-hmm. like can you what can you explain to me what some of those other lifters were doing um so the one guy had plates on bands mm-hmm. on his squat bar mm-hmm. what does that do um is it like to create like instability to like Yes. So, in theory, it's to create more stability. Okay. Um, so, is it like to try and like train your core more? Everything, core, little stabilizer muscles, things like that. <clears throat> the big thing is, though, like you could just not do that. Right. I was just curious because I've never... I've actually never seen anyone do that besides them. Even, like, when we go to other gyms, usually people just do the regular, like, squat or safety squat or, like, different bars. Uh-huh. But I've never seen, like, because then the other guy had chains. So, what's the point of doing chains? Same thing? Chains are, um, chains are yeah, they're, they're for stability a little bit. But also, chains are, 
like it's like a progressive loading sort of thing i don't know the exact term but it's when you squat down Mm -hmm. and you're in the hole Mm -hmm. it's lighter weight as you stand up it gets heavier 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 so it helps with lockouts oh and there's another thing called like so you can do like the same concept with bands okay yeah, yeah, yeah so the more the lower you go the less weight then on lockout it's really heavy Mm -hmm. so it helps a lot with lockout strength there's a there's a reverse called um it's like reverse uh reverse band where you hang the band from the top Mm -hmm. so as you squat it gets lighter 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 or sorry sorry as you squat heavier 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 heavier. then you get to the bottom and then it helps pull you up that makes sense yeah um because that's what those the side squat bars are for is for bands isn't it yes but you can't have the guards on to do those do you can you i don't know okay i'm just curious i think you can oh okay i think you can um no it's cool it's like um a lot of guys at west side did it a lot of guys in the Mm. geared lifting days did it oh okay yeah um which a lot of the guys at the gym are geared lifters, equipment lifters, I should say. Because um, gear, yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody on gear nowadays. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they are. <clears throat> okay. Um, those guys ain't no. I I just, I, I think lifting's different than we like to think it is. Um, a lot of... Th- People think it's like this magical thing where you got to do all this crazy shit and you got to invent all these magical things, right? And um, I think if you just lift a lot of weight mm-hmm. all the time, you just get stronger. Yeah. I I think my favorite program we've ever done was, was it the one leading up to the push-pull meet? Or was it the one leading up to the ladies meet? Okay. Um, it was the one where the first half of it... We didn't do any of the actual lifts. Did I make that? No, we got it from somewhere. Okay, that makes sense. Because um, we did like close grip bench instead of regular bench. Um, I don't think we did regular deadlifts. I think we did... No, maybe we had to do conventional or Bro, something. Bro, I think I got that from like Matt Wenning. Yeah, something. Because it was like you did like similar things, but not quite it. Because the idea was to like... If you don't do the movement, you'll still get strong in the movement if you do the right things. Yes. Yes. Or do, like, yeah, strengthen the, th- the right muscles. Yeah. Well, the thought behind it is, like... Yeah, because it was, it was a, uh elevated conventional deadlifts or I something? Was, it was, I'm very, very confident it was from uh, Matt Winning. Yeah. What it was is, like, you build more muscle, typically, with a close grip bench than a regular bench. Mm-hmm. Regular bench is more for technique. Sumo deadlift is more for technique than building strength, where conventional is more for strength. Yeah. Um, and then it didn't have us doing low bar squats. It had us doing high bar squats. Was it high bar or front squats? Both. Okay. It was both. Um, because those build more muscle than low bar. Right. And then it was like when we were five weeks out maybe – or was it four weeks out? To switch? Yeah. 
Um, I was like a two part thing. So I thought it was like for two months we did all these other things and then we There's sixteen weeks. Sixteen weeks. Maybe is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe for two months and then two months. Yeah, maybe because then I remember it was long because yeah. at the halfway point then we did our one rep maxes. Yeah. And then we went into you could do the actual movements again. It was like a whole different workout plan. Yeah. But I thought maybe it was a month out. No. I think it was, I think it was two. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a sixteen week program. <clears throat> sixteen week meat prep. Yeah. I love that shit. I th- I should try to find that again. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I remember that program a lot. I it's a good program. It gained so much strength it's in that strong. first half. So really much. Well, it's like um. Because I think that must that must have been leading up to the push pull meet. Or maybe it was my ladies of iron meat. But I remember at the halfway point, I felt like I was way stronger than I was at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. That well, was only issue. That's part of, um, part of like, what I wanted you to get, like for Yumi and Sam and Kyle could join us too, to get our bench up. Is when I PR'd my bench in high school, I didn't bench. Mm-hmm. I didn't bench for six months. Yeah. I did not bench for six months. All I did was accessory movements and push-ups, which were like, that shit was like good for the joints because you're not doing the stressful benching. Mm-hmm. And so all I did was like accessory shit that like felt good that my like joints could handle well. Yeah. And I did a shit ton of it. And my bench went from 315, 335, went from 335 to 365 in six months. Oh, wow. Which isn't like. It doesn't it's sound. It's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, did, I wasn't doing like the stress. I didn't have the stress that I had from benching. And so, I think taking i i like close grip benching more than regular benching mm-hmm. because it does build muscle better yeah um, i agree and what yeah about dumbbell benching i did all the time all the fucking time yeah i mean i suppose you, you don't do nearly as much weight dumbbell benching either compared to barbell i don't know i mean i only did like the other day i did 30s so only 60 pounds when I used to bench like, when I used to bench like three hundreds all the time, mm-hmm. I dumbbell bench with hundreds, one twenties, one twenties. So, I don't know. I guess in the, I must be different then. I like the struggle. Yeah, you do. Benching's fun. Like benching's fun. I was telling you in the shower the other day. You take things to the extreme. I miss squatting really why i did it like i did so much squatting for only lifting mm-hmm. that i got good at squatting mm-hmm. and then when i transferred into squatting for powerlifting, i was like good at squatting yeah and so it's just like it was like my lift it was my jam it's because you did it all the time yeah did it all the time my legs were just Thick. Mm-hmm. My ass was thick. Was that when I met you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were thick. And I used to just feel like, 
not that it's crazy. It's like not crazy weight. I know what people are lifting nowadays, and it's not crazy. But for me, it was good. I would rep. I could go rep 500 any day of the week. And it was just cool. Mm-hmm. It was like fun. But no, I mean, the thing is with lifting for me is like, I see how crazy some of these motherfuckers are with lifting and stuff. And um, I just, I liked when I lifted like, I just liked when I was stronger. Yeah. I know like comparative, I'm not that strong to a lot of people. But I just enjoyed being stronger. You So you just like have a set numbers that you kind of ma- want to make sure you hit all the time. I used to. Used to. Yeah, I can't. That ain't happening today. Well, yeah, but like do you want to get back to like a certain set of numbers and just keep your body at that? Because for a long time, you and I just worked out like bodybuilding more movements. We were just making sure we looked fit. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't care about actual strength. Mm-hmm. Um, cause now I think we're kind of converting now that Sam's back, we're kind of converting back to the powerlifting. Well, more strength. Going back to more strength. More yeah. Strength. Which I don't think it was a bad thing. I mean, I love strength. Yeah. And I think you and I, we just have such short memories, short term memories. I don't know that like us switching up our workouts from like powerlifting, then to bodybuilding, then to only lifting. Uh-huh. It's just good for how we like to work out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to, to do some some strength training mm-hmm. again and get some some meat on the bones. Yeah, I don't know. I want to squat a lot more. Do you? Yeah, I like squatting a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember when I was just like benching's lame. I uh, squat. I only made, ever made my squat goal. Sure. So now I gotta get the other two up there. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. I don't know if I'll make the deadlift goal. What's that? Um. Well, because the very first push pull meet, I didn't go to it, but you told me there was what a forty year old woman who deadlifted four hundred pounds. How much? Four hundred pounds. Or four hundred five. A whatever it is. is like A K Hurst or something. Mm-hmm. She deadlifted four hundred five. I'm pretty sure Eva deadlifted 405. Hmm. I don't know. You told me about that, and I was like, I should fucking do that. One day I should do that. I'm sure I can. It'll just take a while. Yeah, it'd take a while, but it's not unreasonable. Mm-mm. The thing is, is like you just got to dedicate to that. Yeah. And like I know, I know with like doing jujitsu now, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to go like get really big and strong again yeah it's just like i i can't dedicate enough to strictly that i won't dedicate enough to do that yeah that's a better answer yeah yeah um because i like doing jujitsu it's really fun you have to be a little more nimble to do jujitsu too don't you is it easier yeah it helps so yeah i mean that's why I would like to get my strength back and have a lot of fun doing it because it's a lot. Of, strength training is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, and doing it with people is a lot of fun. I forget how much nicer it is lifting in the afternoons. Oh, it's it's it's. I like. I don't like how busy the gym is, obviously, but it's just so much easier to move weight when you've had a day full of eating. Oh yeah. 
Well, and that's, I mean, that goes to why, like, we won't, I, at least I won't, because I uh, train in jujitsu mm-hmm. in the afternoons, three days a week. But, like, we got to take our Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings and make it about building muscle mm-hmm. and not about the pushing heavy weight. Right. Because if we can build muscle and have that muscle, we can, in the afternoons on our, our two afternoons a week, we can get that to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. By building muscle, you can turn that muscle mm. strong. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So. I like it. I'm excited. Yeah, it's fun. It's a really good time. I'm glad Sam came back to town so he can kind of revitalize our gym workouts again. I know. Kristen, we're also happy you moved back too. Uh-huh. And Aiden. And Aiden. But uh Hey, we better see more of Corey now. I was thinking about that. I thought I like thought about that right away. I was like, oh, <clears throat> Corey's coming back. Corey's coming. Corey's coming to town. Ever since Kara, Kara, Jesus, Sarah, yeah, moved down to Green Bay, hasn't come back. Mm-hmm. Now they will. Mm-hmm. I love it. I was thinking, how funny is it, right? Out of so the, the that's like four, the four main couples we hang out with: Sam and Kristen, Kyle, Katie, Sarah, and Corey, Ryan and Eva too. Yeah. They don't follow the the pattern I'm kicking in there for you. Oh. We're all S and K's. Ray and Eva are on that list, but they're not S and K's, so Dang. Yes. That's true. Have you not noticed that? No. Yeah. Sam Kristen. Kyle Katie. Corey. So the tutors are the S's. So there's the S couple and the K couple. And then the Cotneys are split up with the SK and the SK. Hmm. How crazy. It's interesting. We have a group chat, I think, with Sam and Kristen and Kyle and Katie. And it's, I think it's called the S and K's. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of cool. Now we just need Ryan and Eva to change their name. That's all I gotta do. Yeah. Problem solved. I haven't been running around as S and K, and Corey's gotta change it to Corey with a K, not a C. He's got the cottony. He's got though. the cottony. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I think I just automatically put him in the K's because he's got cottony. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I love that. Mm-hmm. S and K's. Cool. Mm-hmm. What else we got kicking, babe? Um, do you remember when we started joking? It was always, this was always my like way to get Sean to not like leave me. And I was just like, Sean, you, Kyle and Katie are together. You have to have someone that's an S. And then he's like, well, you know, there's Sarah's, there's Stephanie's, there's. (laughs) I can find another S, babe. (laughs) Didn't have to. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? That was in Corona. I told you that. I do remember that. That was funny. I do remember that. <clears throat> the Sryan and Kiva. There we go. Who would it be better as crying and... Crying better. Crying. <laughs> crying better. Crying and Siva. I love it. 
they Ryan's gonna be listening to this tomorrow with like, their fresh new baby, and he's gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you like, two? These two are literally <laughs> idiots." <clears throat> I love it. Yep. Um, I guess we could go more serious topic for a minute. Um, so Brooke's been working with me. Mm-hmm. Brooke's working with me. Yep. And it's very refreshing. Yeah. To feel wanted. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Of course. <laughs> Sorry. To feel uh, or to like experience someone catching on. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Brooke's helping in the office. So ideally, shortly, six months, and you know, in the next six months, she'll be able to fully take over my office duties. Yeah. Um, and Kyle is currently taking over my general duties. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very refreshing that like this week Kyle was handling generaling. Mm-hmm. Brooke came in and worked and was like doing those tasks. I'm still doing a lot of them, um, until she can get into them. Yeah. But, um. But it's really nice because I can see it. I can see where we're heading. Yeah. You know? And um, and it's the... Um, Jocko Willink talks about it. Um, oh, It's a type of leadership... I, I'll, I'll have to look it up and, and say it on the next episode. But <clears throat> where you give people control. Mm-hmm. Whether they're under you lateral to you whatever you give them control of something so that they have a piece of that pie and then they are in charge of they're not supposed to be in charge of like more than four to six people oh yeah they're supposed to be in charge of more than four to six people at a time and so by giving them it's like delineated leadership there's something um but that way they have buy-in mm-hmm. and they have like a purpose yeah. to what they're doing by giving them the reins to it. Um, so I can see where we're heading and I'm very, very excited for it. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, in essence, I mean, it's almost like their own mini business. Right. Because it, it's so nice when you can do like what you want in like... So, like, at Gold Star, I'm in the shipping department. So, it's been, like, it's so nice that we were able to create the processes and the systems that work for our team and our department and the spaces and stuff like that. Like, we weren't told to do that. Right. But, like, we and the people before me, like, made all those things and have made it a nice, like, system that... Like, we were able to have the freedom to create the perfect running system that we needed. Right. And it's just kind of cool because it kind of gives you the, yeah, that, like, it feels like my department is its own business within the company. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all have the same goal, but right. we're able to do what we need to right. yep. in a fast and efficient way, and I love it. Yep. No, that's that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if they didn't do that and didn't give you that control, then the owners would have to be in charge of 
45 people. 45 people. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be in charge of six or seven managers, whatever it is. Right, yeah. Be in charge of, yeah. So, yeah, that's really neat. I love, I like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, we were just talking about leadership styles today, actually. I don't like micromanaging. Mm -hmm. I like being able to give someone a task Mm -hmm. and, like, showing them, like, how I like to do it. And then I can be like, these are the key points that you need to make sure you hit. Mm-hmm. Figure out what works best for you. I'll show you my way. If you if there's something that you don't think is quite right and you can do it more efficiently, right. go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just nice to like, I, I'll gloat about my department all day long. I love it. Um, they're all so good at their jobs. And I literally just come into work, say good morning to them, check in with them and... They know what their duties are, and mm-hmm. they just go. It's so wonderful. No, it's really nice. I think it's a really good way to manage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. They come to me for issues that they can't solve on their own. Right. Or if they need new projects. Right. And then I give them what they need, and away we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Next topic. You like it? Yeah. All right. Millionaire Mindset. This book I'm reading, mm-hmm. um, and I've been listening to some podcasts too. Uh, one of the guys was on uh, Bradley's Dropping Bombs, his podcast. Who is Bradley? Can you give me a quick synopsis or no? He's an entrepreneur. Okay, that's that's what I need. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Your book. Um, they talk. It's it's all about the millionaire mindset, and and then in, also in Bradley's uh, interview he did recently with one of the guys, um, this guy kind of gave his insight to the millionaire mindset. This guy was making, I think he said he was making around forty thousand dollars a month when he was fourteen years old. What? Yeah. Is he in the book or no? No, okay. the book was written in like nineteen ninety eight or something. Okay. Like 2000. Um, no, this guy and the guy, like, didn't even like the guy wasn't even like he didn't act like it was a big deal, right? And Bradley's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you understand how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Yas Mather, Yas Mather, okay. Um, yeah, it's very very cool. Episode five forty one on the Dropping Bombs podcast with Bradley. But so he made stupid money, mm-hmm. stupid stupid money. He quit school at like fifteen, high school, because he was like making it like a half million a year. Damn! At like fifteen, that's crazy. What what was he doing? He was doing e commerce. Oh, damn! Okay, got, yeah, got yeah. Into, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I think he was making a half million when he was 18. Okay. I think when he was 14, he was doing around, I think he was saying like $20,000 a month maybe. Okay. At 14. Still, that's pretty freaking good. Pretty freaking good? I would love to take that right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm goddamn 27. If I could figure that out at 27, holy man. But yeah, he even that guy even said like, I'm not saying you can't do it now. Mm-hmm. He's like, but the, what I did, it was because the internet was just a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to make 
crazy amounts of money on e-commerce. He's like, when everyone else was playing video games, I was playing the game of business. That's so cool. Yeah. And he was doing it online, making tens of thousands of dollars a month. That's really cool. Yeah. Did that have to relate to your business book? Yes, it did. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. So, the business book right now, I'm in the section about um, purchasing homes. He's talking about purchasing homes and buying an affordable home. Mm-hmm. So as a millionaire, there's like 14 categories of negotiation or what you look for in a property. You know, from the the affordable taxes, good school district, paying full price, um, and, and a slew of other things, right? Right. And so... They talked about affordable home buying and how some people with high income Mm -hmm. can get approved and buy a big fancy $1 million home, but they don't have wealth. They have income and income can go away. Right. So the way they explained in the book what affordable means, what an affordable house is, take whatever you're making now. So, so, so. This is how much you should pay for a home. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're making now, cut it in half. Take all of your assets, cut it in half. Can you still afford that house payment for the next five years? If you cannot, you do not have an affordable home. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you got to keep in mind... In that time, not only do you have to afford the house, you also have to afford your life. Right. So it's not just about that payment. It's about affording your life. When when things happen to the house, you have to pay for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think most people have an affordable home. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Especially not after this past couple years. Oh, man. No. Mm Mm-mm. It's really, it really goes to show two things. Number one, being frugal Mm -hmm. is key. Mm -hmm. Like being frugal is key. Number two, income is very important. Because you can be frugal to the bone, but if you only make... Forty, fifty thousand dollars a year for a single household. Yeah. <sighs> Struggle. Yeah. Struggle. So, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's a super cool concept. Um, the the millionaire mindset. Um, they 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 interviewed seven hundred thirty three millionaires. Um, anywhere from single, like anywhere from like being a one millionaire to a decamillionaire so tens of million 10 million or more you know okay so not any 100 million or more okay. no no um and so you know what all these it was it's actually funny because the decamillionaires mm-hmm. are are like significantly more frugal than all the other millionaires. That's insane, dude. And it's at least by like percentage wise. Mm-hmm. They just take things to more of an extreme 
but they still have the nicer houses. They still have the nicer cars. Like they still live a higher lifestyle, mm-hmm. but they're frugal in how they live that higher lifestyle. Right, yeah. You know, so they, they're probably making more income, but they're not squandering that income. Damn, that's so cool. It's really cool. I liked it. But so then this guy mm-hmm. in in the Bradley podcast mm-hmm. was talking about um, he's got a bunch of cars. He, he His thing was any like Matchbox car he had, Matchbox car he had. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would buy it. Didn't matter what it was. His goal was if he liked the car and he had the Matchbox car, when he had enough money, he'd buy it. And his way of having enough money was this. You keep 10% of your wealth liquid. Okay. Keep 10% of your wealth liquid. So if you're worth a million dollars, you have to have 100 grand liquid. Okay. If you want to buy a car... You want to buy a cool f- car, you can only use 10% of what you got liquid. Reasonable. Yep. So you're worth a million. You got a hundred grand liquid. You can buy a $10,000 car. I mean, that's smart. That'll keep you frugal. <sighs> but you want to know what kind of cars this guy has? Like Porsche 911s? He's got a couple Bugattis. Ferraris. That, that it? That it. So whether this gentleman lives by what he said on the podcast, I don't know. But he's got two Bugattis that combine the two Bugattis together are like six mil. What would that put his net worth at if if he follows it six hundred million? If he follows what he says. So, six billion, right? Is it a car each, or is it in total? In total, I mean, because you can kind of flaw the logic. Because say you're got a million dollar net worth, Mm -hmm. and so then you're at a hundred grand or a hundred thousand. So you can buy a car for ten grand. So then you got ninety thousand liquid. And then you just got to get that ten grand saved up again. Then you can buy another $10,000 car. Yeah, yeah. So you know like how – I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if he had 300 mil, if he had 300 million net worth and he took so, – so then he had 30 million liquid. So then he was able to buy one Bugatti for three mil. Mm-hmm. And then he just had to save three mil again. To buy the next Bugatti. Right, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of more probably what the, he's doing. What it does. Um, because otherwise you, you would just get, that would just get stupid. That'd get out of hand. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but it, but it it's interesting and, and it makes me think about how we can apply it. So we save, we save 20% of our income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of our rental income, which oh, wasn't any last year. But we're starting off strong this year. Starting off strong this year. And so I listened to all these guys like Andy Frisella, who lives off 10% of his income. Grant Cardone lives off 20% of his income. Of setting, like, so last year was 20%. Two, for two years, it's been 20%. Mm-hmm. So. 
kind of thinking of like what's this year's going to be um and so we'll, we'll have to like redo our budget redo now that we're doing our own properties mm-hmm. redo our properties uh the budgets for that or the the cash flow for the properties um and look at the yeah. whole scope of our income yeah and then see what ours will be this year because at at a minimum mm-hmm. at a minimum I'd like to do 30% saving. Yeah. But I would prefer to do 50. Yeah. So I'd really like to look at what it looks like to save 50, spend 50, live off 50, save 50. Um, and I, that doesn't include profits from the company either. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. No. So like whatever the company profits, it does not include that. Yeah. So that will bring that number down drastically. I need to because we're gonna start paying me for property management right you and brooke yeah yeah i probably should keep track of hours doing that we're gonna need to start doing that yeah yep so anyways um yeah no it'll be it'll be cool it'll be good i'm excited yeah um i there i have an old like budget spreadsheet i love making spreadsheets love it um i have an old one that is it's just a hot mess yeah um, so I'm going to make a new one, mm-hmm. I think in the next month. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City trip will be a nice time to do all that again. Yeah. All of our trips lately have been in my time of catching up on spreadsheet work. It's been mm-hmm. really nice. Except for Nashville. I had to keep talking to you too, so you two didn't fall asleep while driving. <laughs> I forgot about that. Nashville was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We've had some fun in the last few months. I know. It's... It, this is honestly like made me so happy. This is I I love traveling. Love 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 traveling. And I love business. And Sean loves business. So right now because of our coaching group, we've actually had a lot of really cool opportunities to go travel and do business things. Yeah. And honestly, like I don't even care that like the last two we've literally gone there, gone to the event, pretty much came mm-hmm. home. I don't I even it. care. I love it. I uh, yeah. Cool. Sweet. Um, I want to knock out about a 30-minute podcast today, so we, we were right on track with that. Yeah, sure we are. Um, I got one last thing. Let's do it. Uh, Sean and I are going to do 52 weeks of one-liners. Do you even remember talking about this? What the fuck does that mean? 52 weeks of one-liners. Okay. Um, Sean, I really want to start focusing a lot more on stuff we've learned at the oh, events. Okay. I remember talking about this. Yep, there you go. Uh, so once a week on our Instagram, maybe, I think I posted it on Tuesday this week, so maybe I'll keep posting it on Tuesdays. Uh, we'll post a one-liner that we got from one of our events. And kind of what we're taking from it. And we're just kind of uh, taking that and really trying to absorb it for the for the week. Um, do you remember what this week's was? Focus on the invisible. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I said that to somebody. Did you really? To John and Andrew. Mm-hmm. In our text. Yeah. Focus on the invisible. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things, honestly. Ed uh, Milet? Ed Milet, yes. Love it. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but that's what part of his speech was on. Yeah. Focus on the invisible. Mm. Um, and then I think even Robert Greene or 
someone else talked about like invisible progress mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it's one of my favorite things because especially like a lot of the stuff that I do for the businesses um, kind of seems like invisible progress mm-hmm. because it's making spreadsheets. It's, uh, I mean, doing podcast stuff, doing Instagram posts. So it's hard to track my progress because it's nothing really quantifiable to me. Yes. I, I, I think that's a lot about like what I do too Mm -hmm. for like, yeah. Like meeting with people, meeting with people, Wisco hosting Wisco Rhea, Mm -hmm. um, like little shit like that, going and doing things. You don't see anything. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call. Right. So it's just like this time and then a phone call. And so, uh, like this year, Sean and I have our priorities too. So that's also, I have like a fancy little habit tracker that I track all my things in. Um, so it's so nice because I'm sure down the line I'll be like, why am I still doing this? Is Does this even matter? And then I can look it back on my habit tracker and, so, and I can be like, yes, it does. Like, look at, I don't think I'm progressing, but. I, I have to be if I've done this for 60 days now. Right. Um, so think about that. Like if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to start a business, like think about all of the invisible progress. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. It, and sometimes it, that progress may not show itself for months, years, probably not a decade. It should probably show itself before a decade i would hope yeah <laughs> but yep. i mean it could take a couple of years well, depends on how far you're going though that is true but you you should be able to at least see some progress you'll within a couple progress. Of years you'll see progress um so yeah just keep taking those baby steps because who knows a year down the road you can or a year later you can turn around and be like oh shit i used to be way back there that's kind of neat I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. So yeah, check in or check out the Tutors of Life uh, Instagram page. I've been actually posting stuff. Um, you can check out my personal page at samzim16, mm-hmm. and Sean's is Sean Tudor. Sean Tudor or Sean J Tudor. Sean Tudor. Okay. Look at you go. Can I change my app Dude, thing? I remember fucking. Was it Mike that asked us at the at Rob's event? Mm-hmm. Mike, oh, what's your Instagram? And I was like, I don't know. Yes. And he's like, that's your first problem. And I was like, ah, I see what you're saying. The best part is, is it's literally your name. Yeah. And then I looked, I was like, oh, it's my name. And he's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, thanks. He didn't say that. No, he didn't. But, but I'm sure he was thinking. He was thinking. Like, this guy's an absolute moron. Yeah. Which cool. is okay. <clears throat> cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um. This is an interesting, this is a weird episode. Took a few turns. It took a lot of turns. So, all right, crying. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And Siva. Crying and Siva. Crying and Siva. (laughs) Uh All right. We'll catch you later. See ya.